Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, just right around the corner. Media day is, I believe it's today. And then you got training camp about to open up. And of course, preseason, regular season, it's right around the corner for your silver and black. So hang in there. It's the stretch run. What are we talking about today? Player rankings. It's also about that time of the season, or in this case, the offseason, where several outlets release their player rankings, and a couple already have. Uh, two Spurs made it. We'll see how they fared. And we'll be looking at guard depth as the uh, season begins. Just looking at the guards, is it adequate enough? Is it good enough uh, to uh, be on par with other uh league guards and their depth rotations and other teams. You know that more. I'm joined by Michael Jimenez, co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill on ES. I'm sorry, on San Antonio Sports Star. Sundays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. But I think that merged into the fantasy guys. Is that correct, Michael? Uh, yeah. So we we do both on Sundays now. How y'all managing that? Just one show lumped together or two separate shows? It's kind of one show lumped together. Uh, basically, we do fantasy football from 11 to noon. And then we do just just do general sports talk from 12 to 1. Okay. All right. So two for the price of one. That's why people should tune in, right? That's right. That's right. Follow him on Twitter at 210FantasyGod. And, Michael, before we dive into this, how have you been, buddy? It's been a while since you've been on Lockdown Spurs. Oh, man. I've been under the weather the past week. But today's the first day that I can actually breathe. Uh, Not COVID or anything like that. It was just a plain Jane cold. And, uh, man, it, it knocked me out for a good four or five days there. But I'm back. Got to work out this morning, so I'm pretty excited. So you're, you're pretty much on He-Man mode now, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to heal, man. That's basically not, he, not <laughs> He-Man. Heal Man is basically You're heal where man. I'm at right now. And isn't that always the way? Like, you get on some groove when it comes to exercising, physical fitness, and something whacks you out of that groove. It always oh, happens yeah. to me. Every yeah. time. Last year, I was playing the best tennis of my life. And then I sprained my ankle doing something non-tennis related. And I, I couldn't play for like four months. And I, and it's just, yeah, it's one of those things. Once you get into a groove and you start getting cocky or arrogant about it, uh, you know, yep. reality smacks you back in the face. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like you're not in your 20s or 30s anymore. That's, that's what my <laughs> body says. You're way past that. But, hey, let's go ahead and dive into this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Before we get to the guard rotation, let's talk about a pair of guards. So, ESPN and Sports Illustrated recently released their player rankings. We'll start off with ESPNs. Now, what they did, Michael, you, you read it already. They uh, ranked 100 through 51 of the top players in the league. DeJounte Murray made it. And, and for ESPN's purposes, he's the only spur to make that 100 through 51 ranking. I believe he came in at 83. They pretty much sum up with the fact that DeMar DeRozan is gone. It's pretty much his time to shine. Um, they, they did applaud him for his, uh, solid season last year, but I do take issue with players ahead of him. We'll talk about that in a bit. What are your thoughts on Murray at 83 per ESPN? I, I'm not too upset about it, to be honest with you. I mean, this wasn't like last year when they completely dissed DeMar DeRozan and had him listed in the eighties when everyone in the world knew he was a top 40 player. Right. Uh, but 83 sounds about right for, for, uh, for DeJounte. Uh, one of the things is, is this is the year that the team finally becomes his. So I, I think that they're giving him this ranking uh, with that optimism there. Uh, but I don't think he should be offended being at 83. But I'm interested to see or to hear which ones you're offended by that were listed mm-hmm. above him. 
Yeah, well, as far as ESPN ranking, yeah, 83, I was fine with it. Uh, they, they hit on the head. You know, DeRozan is gone. And by the way, you notice how DeRozan wasn't in the uh, 151 now that he's not a spur? <laughs> just just, just <laughs> exactly. putting it out there. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. not in that uh, uh, you know tier of rankings. Uh, you know, for ESPN's purposes, correct. Yes, and, and I'll go into Sports Illustrated in a bit, but it's fair. It's fair. I like the fact that there's just a spur crack that list just on there because a lot of uh, outlets and talking heads have the Spurs counted out uh, this upcoming season as being kind of the bottom of the barrel in the league. But when you fast forward now to uh, Sports Illustrated's ranking, I believe they had him somewhere around the close to the mark. No, he's, he was at uh, 73. Now, he did bump up. He went from 86 last year per Sports Illustrated to 73. But how can they have an unproven rookie, Cade Cunningham, at 76? Uh, you know, like, like just, 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 or, 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 or look at, look at, look at Joe Harris. You know, is he in that realm right there? That's where I have an issue with it. More like the players that are around him. I don't, I think Cade Cunningham should not be anywhere close to Murray. Shouldn't be Joe Harris, a one dimensional guy for the Nets. To me, that's where I have an issue. It's like where they placed him, Michael. No, I can see your argument when it comes to Joe Harris because, like you said, yeah. he is one-dimensional, and there are games where you don't even know that he's on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand that. Uh, but when it comes to a player like Cade Cunningham or a rookie that is highly regarded, the NBA is one of the few leagues out there. It's probably the only league where a rookie can come in and actually be an all-star right away and change the direction of a franchise. And Cade Cunningham is the truth, man. That guy has been looked at as the number one player to come out of this draft class for years. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they know that greatness is going to come his way, even though he's going to be playing out there in Detroit. So I'm not a, a, offended by that. In fact, I think that if he's in the low 70s or mid 70s, I actually think that that's too low. I think he should probably be really in the top 50 area right around 45 to 55 because he's going to prove to be that player he's an unproven rookie that's what that's what what gets me i mean it's not like one of those michael alwa candy type of things where you have this this top player who's going to be a bust there are good draft classes there are mediocre ones and there are bad ones and people have known that this past one was one of the best ones to come out in the last 15 years Mm -hmm. and because of that there are expectations of him actually being that star. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's going to be several in this draft class. Yeah. I, I just look at, I, I, I see what you're saying, you know, like talent wise, it's there. And well, let me ask you this. Who would ahead. you rather have Kate Cunningham or DeJounte Murray? And that will answer your question right there. Oh yeah. I mean, that sums it up. But um, if I'm looking for an, it's just an established NBA player. I mean, you might uh, a team might go with a uh, with a Murray, but you're right. You know, he's the number one pick overall for a reason. You know, he he uh, he's franchise altering. You know, we'll see what happens. It just I I would have been okay if maybe Dejounte was well. Let me put it, if Cade was significantly behind uh, Murray because you yeah, have Murray who upped his game last year. I mean, he, he was putting up triple doubles. You know, almost on on a regular basis. Um, he's, he's, he's developed into a, one of the better point guards in the league. I'm saying the great ones, but he's really, really good. Um, 
it's it's almost as if like somebody go a rookie goes into your your day job, Michael, and your boss gives him all this shine, and you're staring at him like, how can you do that when he's never interacted with clients, he's never put a deal together, he he he's never taken his lumps. You, you see where I'm getting at, Michael? I do, but at the same time, there's pedigree involved in everything, yeah. whether that be in sports or sales or whatnot. Uh, you know, th- there's pedigree involved. And when you take a look at Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham has been a winner wherever he's been at all levels of sports. And, you know, although I am a big fan of DeJounte Murray and, and mm-hmm. I am a, a Spurs fan, obviously, DeJounte Murray is a solid player. He's he, he I don't think he'll ever be a top five point guard in the NBA, mm-hmm. but he's going to be a solid point guard that'll probably be in the top ten to fifteen for many many years to come. Cade Cunningham has the ability to be an all star and an all star right. right away, and and I know it's one of those things where he hasn't proven he hasn't made one point, hasn't made one assist or one rebound in the NBA, uh, but every single team in the NBA would want to have him more than Dejounte Murray, including the Spurs. Right. If give, if given mm-hmm. the choice. So because of that, I, I don't think that it's demeaning to say that DeJounte Murray is in that same category of 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 or of, of, of talent right away. Uh, in fact, I would actually take that as a compliment for DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray, because one thing about DeJounte that I think is pretty interesting is that fans have nitpicked him for the last few years or so. He can't do this. He can't do this. He can't do that. And it seems to be that every year that goes by, he gets a little bit better at some of the things that were considered to be his deficiencies. Right. One of the things that DeJounte Murray did last year that I I really enjoyed was he slowed down just a hair when attacking the basket. Does this sound familiar to you? You get one device that lets you uh, catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows while you watch sports highlights on your phone. And you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Yeah, we've all been there. Well, I want to talk to you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch now your favorite sports, movies, and all the shows in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever, ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. In 2018, the fantasy sports expert Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won on loss based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and it required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work, also over. Whether you 
prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper Crack the Fantasy Basketball Code. If you play fantasy football, and if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus a daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and get uh, started right now and start a league with your own friends today. You will not be disappointed. Sleeper's one-of-a-kind Game Pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. So just Google search Sleeper right now. Sign up and check it out right now. Once again, that is Sleeper. Absolutely. He used to be a little bit out of control. He used to hit it too hard off the glass, too hard off the rim, and he just didn't finish at the at the accuracy that I wanted him to finish at. But that, but last year he seemed to have better body control, and he was able to lay it in a lot better, put it into the glass at a better angle. Mm-hmm. So Dejounte Murray is actually improving his game as he's going on. I think he's taking that coaching, taking. Uh, and and as opposed to trying to rely on his strengths, he's trying to round out the rest of his game. Mm-hmm. And now this year, hopefully, he improves his outside shooting four or five or per, five right. percent or so. That right. would take take it to another level where he can then become a top fifty player in the NBA. Uh, but until he he does that, yeah, seventy three, eighty three sounds about mm-hmm. right. Why, why do you think there's a bigger gap between the two rankings? You got 83 for ESPN and then 73. I, I mean, obviously, it's just, you know, author's, you know, personal opinion. But it, it would just seem to me if, if he's just a good NBA guard, then maybe they could reflect one another. You, you see that with White. Um, you know, obviously, he's making his entry into it at 93. But my, my point is, is that if you have one outlet, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, you know, grading or looking at Murray, and they have him 10 paces apart, okay, more or less. It seems to me that's pretty much the thought process of what Murray kind of, what kind of a guard Murray can be. Either he's going to be just an okay guard, we'll use the SPN example, versus maybe he might be a good guard versus uh, Sports Illustrated. I think it's all about potential versus, I guess, what they what they enjoy or what, or what, what right, they, right, right. what they, what they think is, is important. You know, there's some people who will say that three point shooting is everything. And because of that, they'll overvalue a three point shooter. Whereas I'll look at, at a Derek white or DeJounte Murray and say, yeah, they're more complete players, but they don't have as high of a ceiling. Mm-hmm. The counter argument is saying, well, they don't have that low of a floor. And that's the thing about Derek white, Derek white, I think would actually be higher uh, mm-hmm. on the rankings if he was healthy. Um, if he was healthier than he has been the past couple of years. Uh, Derek White is a type of player who a lot of what he does doesn't show up on the on the stat sheet. Right. He's he's a hustle player. He throws his body out there. I mean, the the number of charges that he attracts, the number of of collisions that he's willing to assume, he's willing to lay his body out there on the line for the team. He has literally lost teeth for mm-hmm. the Spurs. And yeah. I haven't seen that since Manu Ginobili. And the thing is, is that, you know, he's a player. I think NBA players from, from different teams, if they were to do their rankings, would rank Derek White higher than what an SI or an ESPN would do because right. they're actually on the court with him. That's mm-hmm. the type of player that every team wants to have. When it comes to like a DeJounte Murray, it's about style as far as do you like his style as a point guard? And there are going to be some teams that enjoy that style and some teams that don't. 
Some are going to say, well, he's not a traditional point guard. Others are going to say, well, he's multifaceted. He can play really good defense. It's just all about preference. When it comes to Derek White, though, Derek White is a player that every single team in the NBA would want to have on their roster because he's a baller. He's going to go out there, and he has a very, very low floor. I mean, high floor, rather. Mm -hmm. The ceiling may not be as high, but you know what you're going to get out of him. You know you're going to get hustle. You know you're going to get decent shooting. You're going to get few turnovers. You're going to get a good amount of assists. You're going to get you know a, a, a well-rounded play. Uh, but you look at DeJounte, and DeJounte has a higher ceiling. He can become a top 50 player if he can stay healthy, become a little bit better of an outside shooter, and develop his game even more. So, and like I said, it's just all about preference. What type of player do you want to see out there, and, and do you do you favor when you're making these projections out there? We're talking with Michael Jimenez. He is with San Antonio Sports Star. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at 210FantasyGuy. By the way, I take it you're very busy right now with the NFL season fully underway. Yeah, you know, we have all these different leagues that we're in, and we're doing the Fantasy Gods, and, and it's it's amazing the number of DMs that I get and text messages, people asking me, what do you think about this trade deal? What do you think about this pickup? Or who should I start? And that's one of the greatest things about that show is people call in. It's so interactive, and uh, we literally have too many questions to answer uh, by the time the show ends. All right, well, let's let's talk about White now. With Sports Illustrated, and he's the only spur in that group. And as far as um, you know, making an early entry, I guess in this case, ninety-three early from one hundred down. Uh, they, they mentioned that he could do a little bit of everything. That he's yeah. dependable. Um, they, they mentioned the charges as you brought up. Um, my thing is okay, fine. I just like the fact that he's getting some recognition, especially coming off an injury-riddled season, Michael. Yeah, uh, he's getting some respect out there. And I, I think it's one of those things where you see how the Spurs play with Derek White and how they play without him. Uh, some players play better, some play worse. But the fact of the matter is, is that he tends to steady the ship a little bit uh, offensively when he's out there and he plays really good defense. Uh, I'm interested to see what's going to happen this year without a DeMar DeRozan taking up 20 shots a game and seeing what we can do as a team with the guards that we have on the roster right now. Uh, Derek White is somebody who should be playing 32, 33 minutes a game if healthy. And if he's out there that long of a time, you know, he, he might be putting up their stats of, you know, 17, 7, and 7. You know, get you 80% of what DeRozan used to give. And if, and if you can get that from him, then losing DeRozan doesn't turn out to be that big of a deal. Uh, I'm a big believer in the fact that getting rid of DeRozan was actually a good thing for the Spurs long haul. And I think it's because it opens things up for, for Keldon, for Lonnie Walker, and for Derek White to do what they need to do and to get more shots and to play more minutes. So uh, I'm excited about this upcoming season. You know, I know that a lot of prognosticators out there are saying the Spurs are going to be one of the two or three worst teams out there, and that might be the case. But if there's incremental growth in what they're doing, that's that's going to be fantastic. But as far as Derek White is concerned, what I want to see from him this year is I want to see him become the emotional leader of the team. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, 
They have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off. Once again, at Built.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. I want him to become the one that becomes reliable out there, not only on the court, off the court, but also be reliable that you can depend that he's going to be on there because he's going to be healthy. If he can play 75 games, get you 16, 17 points, you know, get around 38% from three-point land uh, and just play that steady defense and 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 cover up some of the deficiencies of other players, mm-hmm. allow Bryn Forbes to be out there a little bit more often because Bryn has some defensive issues. Uh, mm-hmm. if he can open the floor up spacing wise for Lonnie Walker and Keldon to either take it inside or for Lonnie to open up for a, a, a better look at three. Uh, there's a lot that is going on right here that I think is going to be exciting to watch. The sad thing is, is that because there's so many new parts to the team, you know, with McDermott and, and, and right. other, other players out there, it's going to take a while for pop and the coaching staff to get the right rotations in place. Uh, but man, it, it's you know, we're, we're, San Antonio is going to have its first cool front this week. <laughs> that means basketball season's here, man. Absolutely, it's here. It's here. It's right around the corner. You know, you know, my thoughts on White's ranking SI. You know, again, you know, not bad. In you know, ninety three, I I'll take it. You know, he he's he's in the top one hundred, so that's good. Hopefully, that'll boost his confidence. Um, you, you hope that his trajectory isn't so derailed because of the injuries that he went through last year. You know, it's the type of injury. We talked about this before the toe, you know, what happens if it happens again, you know, it happened twice in one season, you know, is that going to be an issue? Uh, you, you, you hope that his three point uh, shooting gets better. You know, it's good. I think it's all right. You know, he's one of the more reliable yeah. ones, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, they brought in more three point shooters, Brandon McDermott, you know, are they expecting him maybe to, you know, maybe to be more facilitator, get those guys some open the shots? We shall see. Overall, not upset with White's ranking. You know, let's go ahead and transition to the to the uh, next topic here because it makes sense. Uh, talk about the Spurs guard depth as the regular season is right around the corner. To start off with this question for you, Murray White, is that your starting backcourt for this team or is it something else? That's a great question. To be honest with you, I wouldn't want it to be that way. Uh, I I expect it to be Murray White because Pop is very 
um, he has his guys. Uh, but in a perfect world for me, I would love to see Lonnie Walker out there starting. I would mm-hmm. love to see Derek White be the guy to to turn it into the Manu role to kind of lock down that defense and to lead the second unit. Um, I think the Spurs have a very interesting team this season as far as uh, no no major superstars out there, but there's a lot of talent out there. And because of that, I think that the that that DeJounte and Derek sometimes don't play very well together. Uh, they, they may complement themselves, each other defensively, but offensively not necessarily the case. So my perf- my lineup that I would want to see out there is Lonnie at the two, DeJounte at the one, and Derek White being the sixth man. Yeah, I think that's almost win-win. You know, whatever Pop goes with. If it's Murray and White, well, then you got great defensive backcourt there. Uh, you got uh, facilitators, you got slashers. If you bring in Lonnie, then great win. You got uh, an athletic freak. A guy right. can also knock down the three-point shot as well, and hopefully he, that got better in this offseason ahead of the start of the new season. And a guy who's hungry to prove himself. You know, he's in a contract season. Uh, you know, we'll see if he uh, is going to feel that heat to prove that he is worthy of the Spurs keeping him around for another season. And you you look at the Murray Walker pairing. That's just that could be just devastating. You know, uh, you have a, a Murray who's a threat on both ends of the court, Walker just as well. But well, there's the the issue with Lonnie. Then comes to what suits him better. You hear words like confidence. You hear things like, well, you got to you know Popovich saying Lonnie has to believe that he belongs on the NBA level. Why not give him the leadership role off that second unit? I mean, it makes sense to me if you're going to want to give him a boost of confidence and a team that he can help guide uh, as being part of the leading of the second second unit. I, I don't I don't think that that's a boost of confidence. I think the yeah. boost of confidence would be to promote him to starter. I mean, he's been revving his engines the past few years behind DeMar DeRozan, you know, and and two of his best games last year where he had. I believe like 24 and 26 points last season was when DeRozan wasn't out there, you know, because of injury or whatnot. And I think that Lonnie Walker, unfortunately has been mismanaged by this team. I think that Lonnie Walker could have been a 16 to 18 point per game player for probably about eight to 10 different teams in the NBA. Uh, the, the Spurs way works for some players, but it doesn't work for others. I think Lonnie Walker uh, was mishandled. Uh, I think he's just, it just, uh, this has been a bad situation for him. Mm-hmm. And I want to see him actually get the keys to the car to see what he could really do. We know what, what Derek White can do. Like I said earlier, you know, he doesn't have the highest of ceilings, but he, you know, but the thing is, we know the, what we're going to get for him. Lonnie Walker, we haven't taken that car for a ride yet for a full season with starter minutes. And being told that we have the confidence in you, what I fear is that not that Lonnie doesn't become the the head of the second unit. That not only is he benched and 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 is not the sixth man, mm-hmm. but that he that he plays behind Bryn Forbes. That would be <laughs> yeah. devastating for me, right? And for him, why would he want to stay with his team if he's not going to be getting the minutes? Like you said, this is a this is a a contract year for him. He has been with this team that long. 
And the Spurs have kept him in the garage for, for far too long. He needs to be out there playing 28 to 32 minutes each and every game, and he needs to be starting. He, it's one of those things where he's already a veteran for crying out loud. Why yeah. do we have to treat? Why do we have to treat him like he's a, a first year player, you know, or a second year player? He's a veteran. He's been with the team. He's 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 been in the bubble and out of the bubble. Give him the keys to the car, man. I I want to see a lineup of Dejounte, Lonnie, Keldon, McDermott, and whatever center wins, you know, wins mm-hmm. in training camp. That's what I want to see. Interesting you say that because you're not a solid believer that Pirtle, it's his starting job to lose. It's his to lose. I I mean he I mean he has the inside position for it, but I'm not gonna sit here and think that he's the greatest center of all time. He's he's really good. He's fine. He's adequate. I like him on the team. He plays really good defense. But you know, let's see what Drew Eubanks brings to the the team this year. You know, Drew has has obviously been been practicing his outside shooting. He's been trying to show that in social media over the over this summer. Uh, yeah. We don't know what we have with Jock, uh, but you know, I wouldn't mind a three guard set either. If you're going to tell me, hey, we're going to play small ball, we're going to do you know Derek, Lonnie, uh, Dejounte, Keldon, and Jakob. Man, I'm fine with that too. You want to put Devin Vassell in there? I'm fine with that too. What I don't want to see, though, is I, I don't want to see Bryn Forbes out there for 30 minutes. You know, I don't want to see... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't just basically see... duplicate what he did in Milwaukee, right? Because he was like 20 minutes-ish around that mark. Yeah, he was in that 18-minute range for the yeah. most part. Yeah, so if you were to say that he was going to get 14 to 20 minutes, that's <laughs> fine. And and if he's feeling it, I mean, if, if, if Bryn Forbes is feeling it, and he and he starts off three for four, four for six. Let him let him stay out there. That's fine. You know he's feeling it. But if he's out there and he's you know one for four, one for five from three, it's time to reel him back in. It's not his night. Well, let's look at the the rest of the guard depth as the uh, season is uh, right around the corner. We we definitely highlighted Lonnie and Dejounte. Uh, dived into um, Derek White, Bryn Forbes. Talk a little bit more. I think Spurs fans should know that he's not coming in to make the all defensive team. That that's right. not that's not the goal. The goal here is to cure something the Spurs desperately needed. It has three point shooting. Yeah. Is he the new veteran? Is he that Rudy Gay veteran presence? Is he that now? I mean, he's an NBA champ. He's been with the Spurs system since day one in his rookie season. Uh, went undrafted. You know, what other role do you see him having outside of just putting the three ball up? He's the new Patty Mills. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, champion. Uh, you know, someone who Pop obviously loves. Uh, you know, he is a, 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 a veteran presence out there. No different than when Patty Mills was with the team mm-hmm. seven, eight years ago. Um, I... I like Bryn Forbes on the team, and I don't want to say I don't want it to make it sound like I don't want him on the court. I do want him on the court. There's very few players out there who shoot 45 percent from three for a full season. Okay, right. he yeah. needs to play. But we all know that there's a defensive liability that's out there when he's out there. Yeah. So that being said, when I look at some of these players that are of the Patty Mills variety or 
Davis Bertans back in the day, or even still now, or Brand Forbes, there's going to be some nights when they're feeling it, man, where the, where the the basket looks like a big hula hoop, and and, and there's just nothing out there that's going to stop them from make from making a shot. On those nights, man, you let them play. It's like a hot blackjack table. You just ride it until it bucks you off. Yeah. But there's some nights when, I mean, they're just tossing up bricks. And at this point, they become liabilities on both sides of the floor. And because of that, I think that the best way to use a Bryn Forbes is going to be kind of, you know, just depends on how he's doing. You know, Mm -hmm. just like some pitchers out there that go eight innings one night and Three innings, the other, the next, you know, five five days later, it's because they're feeling it one day and not the next, and that's what I want to see out of Bryn Forbes, you know, and it could be something where he plays ten minutes one day and plays twenty eight minutes the next. That's perfectly fine with me, as long as he's not a liability on both ends, right? right. Uh, but taking a look at the at the at the lineup, I don't see a lot from Trey Jones this year, uh, simply because there's too many people ahead of him. And I don't think we're going to see anything from Trey, which is a little upsetting because I think he has some potential. Um, But it's just one of those things. There's only so many minutes out there. And obviously, we're not going to see anything from Primo this year. I mean, he might be called up towards the end of the season. But, you know. He's getting the recalls throughout the season. It's just a matter of will he be playing or be learning from the bench. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 you know, uh, the, the Spurs, it's, it's interesting. It's going to be the way that they're going to win this year. If they're going to win any games this year is going to be, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, you know, it's going to be waves and waves and waves of players. It's not going to be a superstar, you know, took over the team or anything like that. It's going to be when a, when seven or eight players score in double digits, you know, it's going to be that type of play that, that the Spurs are going to have to kind of gravitate to if they're going to be winning. Um, I, I still look at that that conversation you and I had about the plus or minus 28 and a half wins. Right. Man, every day I change my mind on it. Right now, I, I, I would say it's still over. But what, what I'm concerned about with the team is how much tinkering that's going to be going on in the early part of the season. Mm-hmm. Trying to get these lineups in place, uh, but man, the West is stacked this year. It is. It and really Houston, is. Houston has gotten a lot better. Obviously, Golden State's gotten a lot better, and there are already a lot of teams ahead of the Spurs this year. So the Spurs, you know, might be an interesting scenario where they might actually lose more games, but actually become better. Uh, yeah, dude, I didn't tell. I didn't tell you. I, I had a nightmare a couple of nights ago. I had a Spurs nightmare a couple of nights ago. I like it where, where you and I, it was the draft of this upcoming season. The Spurs mm-hmm. had a top five pick, and that when it came time for the Spurs to call, like who their pick was going to be, mm-hmm. I was on the phone with you, and yeah. they announced a name of somebody that ESPN didn't even have highlights for, and I was just so mortified. And everyone was there going, "Who? Who did they call again?" And it, I woke up in a sweat, going, "The Spurs did it again. They pre, they 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 went not only from Primo, where it was, it was a player that a lot, a lot of players, right. a lot of fans weren't focusing on, to something even further beyond that. And uh, I couldn't believe I had that dream a couple of days. It came out of nowhere. I don't even know why. That I is crazy. Because you've been but, sick. That's why, probably. 
Oh yeah, it was a Nyquil dream, big time. Yeah, I, I've I've probably had about a half a gallon of Nyquil the last six days. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting with Trey Jones uh, because I'll, I I think he's done enough to deserve some NBA minutes. Yeah, but he'll likely be in the G League probably. I think at this point he has to agree to it. I think that's the rule. You know, your first two years, you're you're kind of like. No, I'm sorry. No, he, he'll probably be in the G League because last, last year was his rookie season. That's right. Yeah. So, um, and look, he'll probably be heads above the rest out there. And you're going to hear Spurs fans banging the their desk and they're stomping their feet. They give him minutes, give him minutes. But you're right. The rotation at the guard spot is, is kind of deep. And he's going to be the – he's going to have to really show out in order to, to really – Yeah. He's going to have to show out and someone's going to have to get hurt. And someone yeah. will get hurt. It, it mm-hmm. just is what it is. It's an 82 game yeah. season. Someone's going to get hurt. Could be Derek White, you know, could be Lonnie, could be, I mean, we've seen DeJounte go down for a long time. Someone need, would need to get hurt. And I'm not rooting for that. But, you know, that's the thing about Trey Jones is he has to be ready because the Spurs have a lot of shooting guards. The Spurs don't have a lot of point guard play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we break it down like that, like, who are your point guards? Then it's Bajante, White, and Jones. Unless you want to throw in Primo, but I don't I don't think no, no. I mean, but he's like yeah. you said, you know, he he'll likely be in Austin for the whole season. Right. So yeah, I mean they're 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 they got their their benches, their depth guard, excuse me, is interesting because yeah. they got a lot of slashers, there's a lot of athleticism in there. They got guys that can stop. Uh, um, opposing players, and they got guys that can score. Is is this Spurs guard depth kind of one of the more underrated Spurs, I mean, guard depth in the league? No, it's not. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. It's that it's like that old saying that says uh, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. And if you have seven guards, you don't have any either. You know, it's it's one of those things where where none of them really stand out more than the other. Yes, DeJounte and Derek White are the two best of the group as of right now. Uh, and it is possible that Lonnie Walker could join those ranks and become better than those two. Very possible. But I take a look at it, and you have all those other guards there. It, it is depth, but it's depth in in the sense that that those are great players to have in the second unit. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily the greatest players that you would want to have as part of a starting five. So yeah. uh the depth is there, yes, but you know, I mean at the end of the day, stars win in this league. Yeah. And as of right now, we don't know because you know the the latest rumor when the Ben Simmons friend yesterday was that he told what he did him he flat out just told the Sixers He's done. And he didn't report at camp. He ain't even. He's okay to take all those uh, financial hits because he's gonna get. He's gonna get fined heavily every single day. He's not there. But you know, maybe the Spurs try to see if Daryl Morey kind of came off his. You know what his asking price. Who knows? And because now Ben Simmons is forcing him. But even with that, you know, because the, the Spurs are still gonna have to tinker, whether it be trading for Simmons or somebody else or waving players. This team is still in flux. And, Michael, there's a possibility if the Spurs want to swing for the fences, some of these guards might be gone. And I wouldn't mind it. 
And there are a lot of Spurs fans who are like, no way we should go for Ben Simmons. The asking price is too high. You're right. The asking price is too high. But as time goes on, and, you know, right now, you know, Maury has to go out there and try to get 100 cents on the dollar. But he was never going to get that. So the question becomes, will he go for 80 cents on the dollar, 60 cents on the dollar, 50 cents on the dollar? And that's when it becomes one of those things where the Spurs do have to make that move out there to, to get a star player. I am sorry, but Ben Simmons is better than every single player on the Spurs roster. And it's not even close. He is better than all those players. Is he an awful shooter? Yes, he's an awful shooter. And is he a bad teammate and all that stuff? Yes. So if you want to say that the Spurs shouldn't go after him because DeJounte is a better team player, better to the team, more loyal and all that stuff, that is an argument to have. But as far as talent is concerned, I'm sorry, Ben Simmons takes it. Yeah. Fans, he is Michael Jimenez at 210 Fantasy God. Give him <laughs> your thoughts right now. It's um, true. I'm sorry. I, I don't overvalue players, man. That's one thing that Spurs fans do, that Cowboy fans do, that Astros fans do. That, you know, you, you, you see your team, you fall in love with your team, you fall in love with your players because you see them, you see them develop, you see them get drafted, get developed, you see them play, you see them make their way into the starting lineup, you see them do well, and then you start to fall in love with them and overvalue them. And then you're trying to compare them to another player from another team that you've only seen play three times a season, and you're like, oh, well, obviously our player is better because I see them more often. And that's not the case, man. It's just mm-hmm. it's just the biases that we have. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, is that when you look at Ben Simmons making multiple all-star teams and being named to uh, multiple you know, defensive teams uh, first teams and second teams and things like that, that didn't just come out of nowhere. You know, that right. wasn't just gifted to him. He earned it. He earned it. And does he shoot like like an idiot? Yes, he does shoot like an idiot, but he's also a great passer, a great mm-hmm. defender. He can guard five positions if you, if you need him to. He's mm-hmm. an amazing talent. And if the Spurs could harness some of that, just, I mean... Can you imagine him going to a small market where he would not have the media exposure and the oh, yeah. media all over him like Philadelphia uh, yeah, does? Philadelphia is killing him right now. There's no way yeah. in the world he would be disrespected the way he was by local TV yeah. in San no. Antonio that he way he, that he was over there. No, no way. Yeah, there's no way. No, no. Spurs protect their players from media. Um, you know, for the most part, you know, just look at happened during the big three era, you know, it was pretty protected. Um, they're loosening up the ropes a little bit, this, this new generation, but still, you know, you bring in a Ben Simmons, it probably goes back to the big three era style of um, protecting media, uh, protecting players from media. Uh, just a quick, a uh, couple more questions before I let you go, yeah. because we're running out of time here. Um, you look, I mean, look, first of all, you know, you, you mentioned about the, you know, the, the Spurs not having a wealth of all-star talent right now. I mean, Murray and White, as of right now, they're the only players listed on these player rankings. You know, obviously, Kelton Johnson, he'll likely be, you know, in the next 50. But that just goes to show you that whether it be the Spurs guard depth, their forward depth, their big man depth, there's still something missing on this roster, isn't it? Yeah, a, a star. Doesn't matter what exactly. position. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what position. What's missing is a star. Yeah. 
And uh, hopefully uh, some of these players will develop into a star or the Spurs get aggressive. You think the Spurs are going to get aggressive before the trade deadline uh, comes and goes this year? Or are they going to still play the long game? Um, I'm going to say play the long game. Uh, yeah, if, just just, yeah. just based on on the Joshua Primo draft, that basically told me they're playing the long game. Yeah. I mean, when Brian Wright flat out says they're going to give him all the time he needs. And, you know, if if they really were serious about getting something going, maybe they would have tinkered with the idea to pull the trigger on some sort of trade uh, to net an all-star by now. I mean, look, it's still early. The season hasn't begun yet. Trade deadline is still months and months away. But we don't know. I mean, this team is in flux. You know, Michael, we should just prepare play, uh, fans listening in that, hey, you know, so maybe one of their current favorite Spur may not be a Spur uh, at the trade deadline or maybe sooner because they got to do something. They got to keep up with the Joneses. And right now, they're 20 and a half wins. That's what Vegas has them at, Michael. And that right. just tells you a lot. Michael, what is going on over in your world at San Antonio Sports Star? Uh, San Antonio Sports Star. So, you know, I fill in for the guys, you know, Monday through Friday if someone calls in sick or goes on vacation. So that's always fun. But you can catch me on Sundays uh, from 11 to 1. Uh, we do the Fantasy Gods from 11 to noon. Uh, people call in, ask us fantasy questions, and just help people set their lineups. We, we do talk about spreads, daily fantasy, things like that. Um, 12 to 1, we typically do just a regular sports talk show where mm-hmm. it's sports and pop culture and things like that. Nice. So it's it's nice. good times, man. I'm still enjoying it. Make sure to follow Michael on Twitter at 210FantasyGod right now and listen to him on San Antonio Sports Star. I usually go to the YouTube page. That's the easiest way for me. Just go there, yeah. search for it, go on YouTube, check him out. Let's see Michael do his thing. Maybe he might win you some money if you're playing some fantasy uh, football right now. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. The rest goes on and on and on. Set your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. We'll be going back to uh, five episodes next week. Uh, so uh, this is my last week of kind of chilling out, Michael, before we uh, <laughs> we're crank it up again. So for Michael Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs>